Welcome to episode 97 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday afternoon slash evening. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the sports world. And today also is, of course, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I just wanted to, you know, take a moment here and just reflect on write his legacy and all the great things he has done. So with that here, let's get right into the news in the sports world. And we're going to start with the Eastern Wisconsin Conference, and we'll be touching on right boys and girls basketball. And then we're going to be going to the Milwaukee Bucks, and we'll talk about, right, they actually had a game today on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So we'll, we'll touch on that game. And then we're going to go to Milwaukee Brewers. We'll touch on some news. We'll touch on some signings. So that's going to be the episode today. Uh, No Packers in this one, but we'll keep it moving here. And we're going to go right away to the Eastern Wisconsin Conference. We'll go to the boys basketball. We'll start with boys today. And here we go. The standing update, the standings report for boys basketball. Goes brilliant at 7-0 in conference, 14-0 overall. Keel 6-1 in conference, 11-1 overall. Valders 5-2 in conference, 9-4 overall. Two Rivers, 3-4 in conference, 7-7 overall. Roncalli, 3-4 in conference, 5-8 overall. Holstein, 2-5 in conference, 2-12 overall. Sheboygan one in six in conference, one and eleven overall. Chilton one six in conference, three and nine overall. And right now, win streak wise, we're looking brilliant. Seven zero conference win streak, and then we have Valders with a three game win streak. Keel with a two game win streak. So that those top three teams right now in the EWC. And on the stats side, let's give you some stats. Jeremy Jeremy Lorenz leads the way. Shocker, 21.6 points per game. Pierce Arns is 18.7 points, is second. And right behind him by 0.1 points is Cole Hovia Valders. Brady Richards of Two Rivers, 17 a game for him. A nice season for Richards. 14.4 points a game. Fifth place is Max Miller. And that's your points per game leaders in the EWC. Rebounds, do I need to read it? It's the same three every week. Grant Munn's 13.1 a game is atop the conference. Jeremy Lorenz, 11.8 a game. Then Cole Hovey, 8.8 a game. Uh, and the assists, you know, assists is just like that. Parker Brown, 6.8 assists per game. In this season, you know, I, I pointed right to assist leaders. You know, I we'll have to check the record, but right now I believe, you know, he is averaging the most assists we've seen in the, in the EWC since it newly became or the new EWC, but I need to double check that. And when I say new EWC, it was like 2015-ish is when we saw that. Will Fearbringer, second place, 4.2 assists. Pierce Arns, 4.1. That rounds out the assists per game leaders. We do have a basketball game tonight. We have multiple basketball games tonight. We have two. North Fond du Lac is going to travel to Kiel at 7 o'clock tonight. New Holstein's got to go to St. Mary's Springs. So those are your two games tonight. That second one I mentioned, 7.15 p.m. tip-off. We got some games tomorrow. St. Lawrence Seminary is going to go to Chilton tomorrow to play the Tigers at home for Chilton. Plymouth is going to go to Roncalli, a tough test for the Jets. 
Keel is going to go to Winnebago Lutheran. And then Friday, we got some conference action. We have Chilton traveling around Collie, New Holstein to Keel, Sheboygan Falls to Brilliant, and Two Rivers to Valder. So um, if you want your most competitive one, I, don't, I, think, I think Ron Collie's got that one at home in the Jet Hanger. You got to like Keel over New Holstein. You love Brilliant over Sheboygan Falls. You like Valders over Two Rivers. Those are my picks in the conference slate on Friday, but stay tuned for that. All 7 o'clock Saturday, we have a non-con game, and that's, that's really it for boys here. Mayville is going to travel to Keel 145 tip on a Saturday is that one. But yeah, Brilliant, you know, just to touch on kind of what we've seen happen midway through-ish the year. I like to say we're like 60%, maybe 65 already. But what we're seeing is we're seeing Brilliant, you know, do what many expected, run away here with the conference. And when I say run away, I mean, Keel right now is, they lost to Brilliant first time around. But if Keel wins this second time around against Brilliant, you could have co-champs. I believe they'll do co-champs here. So, you know, Brilliant, of course, hasn't really, hasn't really looked like they've faltered. I mean, they've had some moments, some games, but, you know, for the most part, they have stayed on track. And that's kind of what I expect to continue here for the Brilliant Lions. Keel, you know, too, right? I mean, we talked about that one hiccup against Brilliant, but other than that, they've been they've been smooth sailing as well. And we kind of have Valders, you know, a drop off, a tear off. You know, they're they're nine and four, so um, they, they I mean they've played well. Cole Hovey's looking like a top player in the conference. We know he's unanimous first teamer, but you know this team has some shooters around him, and that's kind of where they were. I mean, they get their points, so that that's kind of those top three. You know, I mentioned Brady Richards for two two rivers. Probably, you know, I'll I'll go down and say it. the biggest surprise of the conference is Richards' scoring ability. You know, and maybe and maybe those who have followed Richards will just you know will be like, hey, you know, this is what we expected moving forward. But you know, I'm just saying overall, EWC not many uh, were expecting Brady Richards to be number four in conference in scoring. Um, you know, with Roncalli at five, the takeaway right has been how they've, you know, how they've adjusted to the Mac Garceau era, or or why I say Mac Garceau, Joe Garceau. So I was I thinking Mike Brasso of the Brewers, maybe, but Joe Garceau era of the Roncalli Jets. You know, a new era here with with Josh Erickson. But you know, Roncalli, I was at the Roncalli Brewing game. Look, this team's tough. I mean, at the Jet Hanger, like you, I could have been, you know, just. I was at the game and watching it. It was like, okay, well, this Ron Cali team, it doesn't matter. It almost felt like it didn't matter, you know, who was playing on this Ron Cali team. It felt like they're going to keep it close no matter who the opponent is, no matter who they are, just because of how coached they are, well coached they are, the atmosphere at the jet hanger, right? I mean, look, this brilliant team is, you know, they're 14 0, Ron Cali's 5 and 8. And Ron Cali played them as tough as they would, you know, any other year. And it was, I mean, that's, you know, that's a testament to the coaching staff, right? I mean, the players, too, day in, day out. I mean, they might not have the players they had last year, which they don't, right? But they are still able to always put together, and they'll play a good 40 minutes or a good 36 minutes, my apologies. And that's kind of what you're looking for in, you know, a basketball team. And Ron Cali, even on a down year, is still a tough team. I, I like to think of them almost, you know, college basketball like Villanova, right? Villanova's not doing well this year, but. You know Villanova, day in, day out, is going to, you know, they are going to be a tough test. And 
I think Ron Kelly is just like that. New Holstein then is in third in or they come in at number six in the conference. Sheboygan Falls come in seventh. Chilton eighth. You know, touch on New Holstein, right? I mean, it's been just these last few years. It's been kind of a retool year coming off, you know, of course, the highs, right? In 2018, 2017, the teams they put together, but, you know, Chilton, or New Holstein over time. I mean, it's it's up, right? I mean, or when I say it's up, I'm saying, right, it, hopefully it can only go up from here, right? They're 2-12 and 12 overall. Um, I just feel over time, right, this New Holstein squad, it's going to put together some better games, and they're going to be back to the days in 2018, 2017, right, when they were conference champs. Sheboygan Falls, I was actually at a Valder Sheboygan Falls game last week. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, the Sheboygan Falls team, that one 11 record. You know, I mean, they, they came out they came out playing some pretty good ball to start against Valders. They have some shooters. They have some guys, right? I Who could, you know, they could put together a tough 36 minutes too. I know that right the record might not show that, but I do think this this Sheboygan Falls team, you know, Brady Schneider averaging eleven, Dane Nikolai averaging seven. Yeah, you know, I, I think this team, right? I mean, they're fairly young as well. I like to highlight that. A lot of 2020, you know, four, 2025 in this team. There's there is some 2023, but you know, Brady Schneider returning next year. I think that's something that we just need to keep in mind. And then Chilton rounding it out. Look, they're one in six. Um, it, it's been a, it's been a tough year for the Tigers. I, I can't lie on that. But you know, Max Miller's been a bright spot for this team. Will Fearbringer. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's been. I feel that that they've you know had some games. They've and they've also put together you know some decent ones. I mean, they beat Two Rivers on uh, last Thursday. Um, Zach Hallbach on top, Warren Wilcox. I mean, these are solid guys, right? I mean, Robert and I were talking about as well. And there's some guys on this team, but a pretty senior-heavy, you know, class. I mean, Ryan Piarki returning, uh, Zach Hallbach returning. I mean, there's some guys coming back, but overall, pretty senior-heavy group. You know, Coach Corey Banky's squad. I just, I, I feel, and I, again, I. I'm not just saying this to be nice to the, you know, some of the teams bottom. Like these are tougher teams. This is the Eastern Wisconsin Conference, and you know they they schedule tough non-con games on top of it. A lot of EWC teams do, but look, Chilton's a lot better than three and nine. Falls a lot better than one eleven. Telling you, even New Holstein two and twelve. You know these teams. You know they have a second half of the year. They they have something to prove, and hopefully can put together some winning streaks here. You know Chilton gets a good start winning against Two Rivers there, but. You know, there, there's time to pick it up, right, for these teams. And uh, who knows what can happen in March, right? They call it March Madness. And even in high school, right, things can happen. We'll go to girls here. And we'll go through the stats and standings report as we do here. Brilliant on top of the conference, 8-0. and no. They are 12-1 and one overall. New Holstein, 6-2 and two in conference, 9-5 and five overall. Keel, 5-3. and three. Conference, 8-7 and seven overall. Chilton five and three in conference, nine and five overall. Valders four and four in conference, eight and eight overall. Sheboygan Falls three and five in conference, eight and six overall. Ron Colley one and seven in conference, three and twelve overall. And two rivers, zero oh and eight in conference, two and fourteen overall. Your stats report will go as we see the two rivers Raider Ali Kakis. 
Allison Cake is 21.9 points a game for her. She's atop the EWC. Grace Shizzle of New Holstein follows her second 21.4 a game. Megan Schumann of Brilliant, 16.1 a game. Peng Renzer, 15.2, along with Addison Schwely, 15.2. The rebounds for both EWC boys and girls is fairly similar as, you know, we have the top. I mean, it's it stayed similar the whole year. Peyton Grenzer, 13.8 a game. Addison Schwely, 12.9. Allison Kakis, 11.5. Olivia Shue leads the league in assists, 4.6. For her, Alyssa Wolfel, 4.5. And then Allison Kakis, 4.1 there. And I'll give you the schedule here. Tonight, we got some games as well. We have St. Mary's Springs traveling to Roncalli. And then we had, or we had a game cancel where Ron Colley's supposed to go to Sturgeon Bay. Sheboygan Falls, though, they're going to go to Cedar Grove, Belgium tonight at 7.15. That, by the way, that St. Mary Springs Ron Colley game's at 6 o'clock tonight. So that's starting shortly here. Tomorrow we have Chilton. They're going to go to Hilbert at 4.30. I don't know why the time's here, but then we also have New Holstein going to Mishicot. We have Brilliant going to Reedsville. We have Keel at Mantuak Lutheran. A little Big East DWC thing going on. And we have Ocanto going to go to Valders tomorrow night, 7.15 there, for all those except New Holstein, Mishkot, 7. And that 4.30 one, of course. But Thursday, we do have an EWC slate. I can give you that here. We have Ocanto. Or no, Ocanto. I read that one already. We have Chilton traveling to Valders. We have Keel to Sheboygan Falls. We have New Holstein coming to Brilliant. That's going to be a good one Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Roncalli, then to Two Rivers. Saturday, we have some non-con two games here. Denmark to Sheboygan Falls at 2.30, and then at 3.30, Sheboygan Lutheran to New Holstein. So, yeah, I mean, I'd circle, get your calendar out. I'd circle Thursday, January 19th. I'd circle 7 o'clock. I'd write down 7 o'clock as the time, and then I'd circle Brilliant High School after I write down. So that's what I do. I think that's going to be, I mean, I'll tell you that's going to be a good one. That That's going to be a game. However, New Holstein having two losses makes it, you know, less less exciting than if it was one. But, you know, let's see if Brilliant can get knocked off for their first conference loss. If they lose, though, they will still be in, in the lead of the conference. But, you know, I'll, I'll go through the, the EWC here as I did for the boys. So, I mean, Brilliant, we talked about, you know, they have this group of seniors that almost like the boys that have been playing all together their whole life. Megan Schumann. First team unanimous. This team, 12-1. and one. They're going to win the EWC, in my opinion. So, you know, Brilliant doing great things. New Holstein, though, um, I think, you know, has, you know, the top duo in the conference. I put the top duo here um, as, right, it's, it's Grenzer, Shizzle. I mean, they've played very well together, and they've they put together the stats. Don't lie here. They are combined or averaging 36 a game. I mean, when they're averaging combined 36, the team's 56. Talk about a dynamic duo. I mean, that's that's powerful right there. And that's what you're seeing with New Holstein. And those two have kind of led them here to this nine and five start. Right. New Holstein girls basketball has done very well last last two, three years. So Keel, number three, they're five and three, as I mentioned. Um, you know, Keel this year, it's been it's been different. Uh Coach Van Rios in his second season. Emma Edelman leading the way, though, 15 a game for her. So um, it's it's been you know, Adelman leading the way, and then it's been you know this team, um, right eight and seven I mentioned. Um, scheduling wise, it's been they, you know they haven't 
they've lost to the good teams in the conference. When I say good teams, like brilliant, they lost to by 21. You know, it's, it's been tough for Keel against the good teams. I think that's kind of the, the, that's my takeaway. Like they've beaten, they've beaten the teams they're really expected to beat, but like those on the fence games, you know, the, that's where they've struggled. And um, when I say on the fence, like Valders, for example, they lose them by seven. Um, other ones, um, they lose to like Plymouth. They lose to, you know, they lost to Brilliant twice already. They've lost to like some, some other non-con ones. So I think, right. You know, it's easier said than done, but for EWC girls um, looking for them to, you know, play or hoping for the kill, that kill Raider team to just play, um, you know, those toss up games, right. And get the win there. But we'll go to Chilton, right. Talk about what's going on with them. Adeline Hurl, right, has been the story for the, the team off to a 9-5 and five start, 5-3 five and three in conference. And right now she's averaging 15 and 11 for her. So, I mean, you're, we're looking right at a borderline, you know, first, second team player in Hurl, and she's played very well this year. I think I, I'd go to her and Maddie Tash, you know, the two double-digit scores for this Chilton Tigers squad. You know, um, I, I, I point to them on the success the Chilton's had and, I mean, I, I just want to talk about the transformation this girls' basketball team has had the last few years. I mean, there was right. I mean, remember the seasons? Um, I'll try to even go back to it here. Um, they weren't they did they win game? They were one in 17, 2020, 2021. And I just want to talk about the transformation, right? I mean, we it's it's hard to call it a rebuild um, in high school, but a, talk about the retooling done by a team like the Chilton Tigers on the girls. I mean, just credit Stacy Wolfel's team. Right. And you know, also the girls who they brought in. Right. I mean, they're nine and five right now. And the, like just two years ago, right, they won one game. And even last year, they're 14 and 12. Like, we're on pace to finish with a better, most regular season wins in a while for Chilton. So I just want to highlight them, you know, the great things they've, they've been able to do there. You know, it might not be a conference title, which it looks like it won't be, but, you know, credit where credit's due. They've still put together a very good team. Valders here in the fifth place, Mark. You know, not where Valders likes to be historically, but you know, this team four and four, eight and eight. I mean, it's a it's a five hundred team um, right now, and you know, they lost a lot of star talent the last few years, but they've still been able to put together you know a competitive team, and that's really what you're looking for. I credit Eric Otto. They have a young class, you know, on that team, right? I mean, Claire Zipper lean score thirteen a game, thirteen eight for her. So, you know, it's just overall a young team. And I think that's something that you're looking right this year. You know, you're looking down the road for this team. Claire Zipper 2024 next year. They have some other young young players on that squad. But, I mean, I, I think you're looking next year. You're looking at Valders as a top three, four team in the conference. Just right now, you know, they're, like I mentioned, they're young, they're inexperienced, and that's going to be what this year is about. I call, I call this a retool year for Valders if you're – you know, if I'm throwing the word retool around, but Sheboygan Falls checks in at number six. We mentioned Shweely. We mentioned the work she's done. She's really been this team, you know, the heart and soul of this team, you know, 15 and 13 for her. She's put together a very good year. And keep in mind, she graduates in 2025. You have another year and another year of her. She's a sophomore right now. So, I mean, Shweely, you know, I'm looking first team unanimous in 2024, you know, for sure next year. But, you know, this year, 2022, 2023, definitely see some conference recognition for her. And, 
you know, this team's eight and six overall. I mean, they may be three and five in conference, but you know, they put together a solid, you know, a solid record overall. And this is another girls basketball team that wants to get back to, you know, right. It was Valerie and Falls always one, two, you know, Keel thrown in there. These teams are going to use this year as again, that retool. And they're going to put together a team, you know, that's going to compete for a conference title next year. But going around Collie, currently three and 12. It's been a struggle um, for the Jets, uh, but they've been able to, you know, hang in there, stay competitive in some games here. But, um, you know, you know, Valder's game was tough last week. They lose by 36. Uh, this team right now, Ron Colley, um, you know, I talked about young rosters. I feel like, you know, the, the teams near the bottom of the conference tend to have younger rosters, but I mean, that's exactly this team. Um I'll just tell you, if you go to the roster page, you'll see a lot of 2025 on a varsity roster. You know, you're going to see sophomores on a varsity roster. That just points to right the inexperience this team has, and that's something that, again, you know, when you're starting sophomores, what happens is, right, I mean, these are the same players that will start next year. Next year, you see the experience come. You really do when you're playing 25 games a year. So just keep that in mind with Roncalli and Two Rivers rounding it out here. Really tough year for the Raiders, but uh, you know I got to highlight Allison Kakis's numbers here, right? Twenty-two a game, twenty-two, twelve, and four assists. She's putting up like video game-like numbers here. The EWC girls season first team unanimous player for her, and she's she's leading the way for that Raider squad. She's been the heart and soul for them, and hopefully they can turn her around here in the second half. But that's gonna wrap it up here for the EWC. Midseason recaps. We're going to go transition right here to Milwaukee Bucks basketball. Then we'll go to Milwaukee Brewers. So, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks today played on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Mentioned it was a day game here. And they got the job done over the Indiana Pacers. 132-119 was that final. They were losing. TJ McConnell was going off in the first half. I was like, what is going on? And... You know, Giannis was out, so again, I, I knew what was going on, but I, I knew the defense was going to be shaky. They gave up 119 to the Pacers team without Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton, Oshkosh North native, I should add, or Oshkosh North alum. He's not from, whatever. Um, but in this one, you know, Drew Holiday puts up 35 and 11. 11 assists that being has a big game. It's good to have him back in the lineup. really is. Um, he's such a difference maker out there. And yeah, I mean, they get the job done after losing that back to back in Miami. It was looking ugly. They, no worries. They take care of it. And then they go tomorrow to Toronto or home. They host Toronto. That's on TNT. Toronto played them tough last time in Toronto. We'll see what happens here. I'm worried about Saturday's game. It's at Cleveland. Cleveland's played well. They've played, they've, they've been able to score the ball. If Giannis is not playing that one, I think he'll be back. But I'm worried about Giannis not playing that one specifically. Gian, you need Giannis in all the a lot of games. Like they they could win today without Giannis, but you need Giannis Friday or Saturday and Cleveland's divisional game too. Cavs, are, I believe, are in the fourth spot, fifth spot um, in the East. So look, it's it's a crucial game. And you know you can't just point to one regular season game out of 82, but really it's crucial. So that's kind of where I'm at with the Bucks. Again, Giannis been out with some soreness. Middleton's still not back. Bucks 28-16. Just check out the Bucks prediction post. That's where you'll kind of find my opinions on this stuff. But 
I do want to touch on the Milwaukee Brewers, though, before we wrap this episode up here. I want to keep the Wisconsin really sports brief, you know, offseason for baseball and Bucks. It's kind of a tough week. It's kind of tough to discuss, you know, a lot of what's going on with the Bucks here. But I'll, I do like to dive in the previews and look, look ahead here as we do these episodes on Mondays. But with the Milwaukee Brewers, we had some good news come in. They land a trio there. They landed right that trio of the, of international prospects. They landed three players inside the top 50, which is always exciting. Um, and you know, they, they historically have been very good in the international market. And when I say international market, I'm talking about the, that signing period between right. MLB teams and, um, international prospects as there's not an international draft yet it was wanted but they get three guys i'll touch on them here yo ferry rodriguez being the number 22 overall one and then we saw and that was for 1.5 million i should add we saw a shortstop filippo detouri who's number 33 and that was for 1.3 million and then number 35 was kevin ariu a short and he was a shortstop and that was for 1.4 million and so with that, you know, they got three guys. They got right. It was an outfielder. And you know, you tend to want those outfielders, those guys who are center fielders. So that that's someone someone who you hope you know could maybe stick in center, potentially move around. Just a lot of versatility with Rodriguez is, is what you want long term. And then I mentioned I I mentioned two shortstops as well. So I mean, talk about positions you want guys. Right, you want you want to get the shortstop, you want to get the center field, those guys, and maybe if it doesn't work out in short, you move into third. Right, you don't want to get that guy who's maybe a second baseman already, who you know might be stuck at second base, and there's not a lot of versatility because if you start second, it can't really move you to short. I mean, there's a reason you start at second, so just always think position for when you're signing. Right, these guys you can sign 16. It's important, so it's good to see. You know. That's good to see when you're looking into some of these athletes and when you're looking right in scouting as well. And of course, there's a lot, a lot of other great things here about these guys, these three gentlemen today, but we'll save that here for, you know, the Brewers season preview, Brewers farm report, right? I'm not going to dive too much into that, but all I will tell you is they got three top 50 guys and they, they made up for that bitter, um, taste in people's mouths that came from arbitration, right? The process that we know um, players are able to go through for those th- that three-year period before free agency. And what we saw was, um, yeah, we saw Corbin Burns um, go through. And right now the two sides are off $740,000, right? $740,000, which you know, might not seem like a lot, which in the grand scheme of things for how much players get paid, not really, but um, it's important to recognize that this is a process that, you know, has been gone through for, for years now. And, um, you know, that it's, it's the owners, right? I mean, player owners are going to fight. And when I say owners, I'm talking about, right. The front offices, they're going to fight for specific amounts um, because, right. I mean, if player a gets this amount, Right, then player B from another team, right? The the owners together, front offices together. And I like to say, right, this is business. I mean, that's it's it's a business at the end of the day. 
And I, I don't like to see Burns going through something like this. And we know what arbitration hearings consist of, right? I mean, it's going to be player or right team A talking about why player player A is not worth the amount of money they want. And you know, that's not. I don't want to be sitting on that for for Burns. I'm just happy. Um, didn't really happen with anyone else, right? I mean, we saw Adrian Hauser last year have to go through it over a really small amount. Um, but right now, right now it's just Corbin Burns. So I just wanted to throw that out there for those who might not have been following. A lot of arbitration going on. I mean, that's again, it's part of the game. Just hope this doesn't affect the extensions. Hopefully they make it up here. Give get Burns that extension. Get Woodruff that extension. Get Adamus that extension. I know it's not likely to get three of them. I don't think they will, but get two of those three. I'll be happy. So that's where I'm at with the Milwaukee Brewers. And I'm going to throw some announcements at you here before I wrap it up here on this Monday night. So what we're looking at for this week, Journey to a Million Thursday is when you'll find that recording. And on top of that, we will... um, you know, we'll be talking about the playoffs, right? Wild card weekend wraps up tonight. Super wild card weekend, I should add. And then, yeah, we'll be we'll be previewing the divisional round. We'll be recapping wild card. We'll be talking football. Hopefully, no golf this week. We talked golf for like twenty minutes. So if you like golf, check that out. At at Drew Sports Crew Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is where you'll find that. You'll find all the good stuff on there. Team of the Week posts for NBA, Power Rankings, MVP Ladder. All that good stuff is going to be found at Drew Sports Crew on those platforms. Even write the football power rankings around there and other football content. But at J2M Football is where you might see content that would be posted on at Drew Sports Crew a day earlier, potentially, or whatnot there's also bonus content on there right nfl awards dropped today zach crafted his nfl awards if you want to see that go follow at j2m football on tiktok just go do it i promise you will not or you will appreciate me telling you to follow it because there is you got a lot of good content on there zach will give you parlays for each for for each of the all the big games right i mean power rankings will be up on there potentially earlier i touched on the awards um, post just check it out and go give it a follow. Right, we want to get more followers on there, and yeah, that's gonna wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg, on this Monday night episode 97 here of Drew Sports Crew. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you. <laughs>